Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. I got some headlines for you guys today. Uh, can it get any more shocking? Can the world become any more shocking? Yes, yes it can. And uh, more dire. So it reminds me of what the Bible tells us that Satan has come to kill, steal, and to destroy. And uh, folks, if you don't believe that, you can look around the world today. I'm going to read you guys an article um, that you're going to be like, whoa. And uh, yeah, it just emphasizes um, what Satan has come to do and what he's actually doing. And so, um, you know, I, you know, I, every day is like something more horrific and more evil and, uh, you know, I'm like, really, really, what, what are we going to do? But then I read my Bible and I've been reading, uh, Psalm 37. So I've kind of been stuck actually in Psalm 37. I've been reading it over and, you know, meditating on it and, you know, reading it thoroughly. And uh, every time I read it, I get something a little bit more from it. And I keep reminding myself we are in the end days and, uh, you know, we are in the days right soon, shortly before Christ's return. Now, you know, Christ could tarry and he could come 100 years from now. Or, you know, he could come next week. He could come before I finish the sentence. You know, that's the intimacy of the rapture of the church. And so, you know, we always have to think about that. But when we look at the world today and we look at the convergence of signs, all the prophetic teachers and eschatology, you know, teachers and, you know, pastors and everybody is talking about that. But really, what does it mean? So really, we look around and um, 50 years ago, it would probably not be possible for a one person to rule everything, right? One person to rule the economy, to rule everything, to know everything about you and all of this stuff, right? That was 50 years ago. Take 10 years ago. Do you think anybody would accept a mark 10 years ago? Um, that you, if you, if you didn't have this mark, you couldn't buy, sell, or, or do anything. Do you think maybe 10 years ago? I really don't think that would have been possible. But then you throw in COVID-19 and you throw in the year 2020. And then uh, they, they kind of wanted to push the limits to see how far they could take this, right? It used to be Agenda 2030, you know, Agenda 2050, like whatever. So they keep moving it closer because, you know, they keep getting, they, they, they're filling the waters, and they're seeing how far they can push us and get away with their agenda. And so then we look at, um, you know, we go back and we look at 2020. Okay. And uh, think about the folks who were terrified and fearful. And, you know, and I'm not probably every single one of us at, at one time when they said there's this virus and it's going to kill like it's going to make the Spanish flu look like whatever. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh. So, you know, whoa, we're going to have to right. But then as time goes on, we realize that that was a lie. That was deceptive. Okay. And then they say all these doctors, you know, you gotta, you, 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 you can't question the science, you know, but we all know growing up in science class as we were kids, you supposed to question science. That's what science is. You form a theory, a hypothesis, whatever. And then you, you know what I mean? Right. But no, 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 no. They don't want you to do that. No, 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 no. You can't question the science. Okay. We have other frontline doctors that came up with these wonderful um, ways to fight this virus using medicine that we already have. Very, very safe and effective medicine that we've had for over 50 years. Quinine, right? 
all the, oh no, you could kill people with that. No, no, you can only use this, blah, blah, blah. So they set forth what only you could do, what only doctors could do and hospitals could do. They, so we, we had administration, we had government telling doctors what they could do. And uh, that right there is, 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 it's never happened before, ever, ever. And so you have an administration in the hospitals telling people what they're going to do. And this is the only drugs that we can use. This is the protocol. This is the only protocol. Regardless if we're killing people or not, this is the only protocol. Knowing what this drug remdesivir would do to people, that they had tried to use it in Africa to fight Ebola, that virus. Remember, oh, Bill Gates and they're all involved in it. That ought to tell you. If Bill Gates is involved in anything, you know it's evil and it's going to plan to kill you. That just, you know, you know, whatever. And so this drug actually attacks the kidneys. It attacks your body. It attacks your kidneys. And it shuts down all of your organs. They knew this. They knew it. It's actually in the insert of that drug. It tells you what it does. You know, if you use it for more than whatever. But, of course, what did they do? They okayed it for babies, folks, seven days and older. They've okayed this drug, Rendemzavir, for babies. And instead of the monoclonal uh, antibodies, which was working, which was great and effective. Oh, no, folks. We're going to stop that. And we're going to give you Rendemzavir outside of the hospital so we can kill you at home. So, um, if I sound, you know, upset, I'm very upset. This is murder on a massive scale. Uh, depopulation. If you remember the Georgia Guidestones, they only want 500 million people on planet Earth. And those of those 500 million, that's including the elites, right? You know, because, hey, this is their plan. And uh, you're just going to be their minions. So, if, you know, you're lucky enough to live, right? Yeah, folks. But aren't you so thankful that we have Jesus Christ, King of King, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he's going to come back and he's going to set all this straight. And aren't we so thankful for that? I tell you what, I am so thankful that I serve a mighty awesome God and nothing is done without of his purview. We have to remember that God Almighty is sovereign. He's in control of everything. So nothing happens that, you know, he has not okayed or he doesn't know what's going on. It's not saying this is what he wants, but he there's nothing that happens that he don't know. He's he's not catching God off guard. You know, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't think Bill Gates was going to do that. No, no, he knows. He knows. So I want to bring up you guys, um, if I can here, I'm going to go to my olive tree uh, Bible software. So it's Bible by Olive Tree. So if you need a good, you know, software program for your computer and you don't want the King James Version like the Bible Sword or whatever, uh, you can download the um, Olive Tree Bible. And folks, I love it. I absolutely love it. And so I'm going to click over here. Super simple to go through. We're going to go to Psalm 34. So I've been in the Psalms for quite a while. I'm sorry, Psalm 37. And uh, I've been in that quite a while today. But I'm, you know, reading out of different translations in the last week. And I do apologize, guys, that I haven't been on. Um, I have absolutely been exhausted. And you might be able to hear it in my voice tonight. Um, I have just been exhausted. We are extremely short staff well, I'm the only officer actually working <laughs> the location that I work at and so I've been putting in about 10 to 12 hours a day and uh, I've been working I don't know how many days now without a day off and so I am extremely exhausted we did bring back uh, one of our former officers that I worked with my my partner and um, well you know you know partner as in in uh you know work partners and anyway he is fantastic and so he drives in but anyway he's back so 
so he'll be working the night shift and uh i'll actually i may not get a day off but at least i'm not going to be working 10 to 12 hours a day because i'm only part-time <laughs> so anyway guys i want to read um psalm 37 to you guys and you know maybe you know you'll get something out of it too i'm sure you will so psalm 37 do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to path. Uh, to pass he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday rest in the lord and wait patiently for him do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass cease from anger and forsake wrath do not fret it only causes harm for evildoers shall be cut off but those who wait on the lord shall inherit the earth for yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he, is, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied, but the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows shall vanish into smoke. They shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives for those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forever, for the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart, and none of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright for the wick for the future of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off.
but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Folks, did you count all the promises in that psalm? There are so many promises there. So should we really fret because of the evildoers? No, we shouldn't. You know, the Lord has a plan and the Lord is going to come back and he's going to set everything. He's going to set it all right. So, you know, it talks about the earth groans because, you know, it wants to be renewed as well. You know, because sin not only has corrupted us, it's corrupted the earth as well. In the animal kingdom and, and vegetation and everything. So the whole world groans, right? Because they want, it wants the Lord to come back as well. And so we all do. We want Jesus to come back. And we want him to rule and reign from Jerusalem. So when the Bible says that you were commanded to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so that means when Christ comes, he will come back. And he's going to rule and reign in Jerusalem. You know, there's going to be the thousand year uh, millennial kingdom. And uh, so we will all come back with Christ in the rule and reign with him. So isn't that amazing? What an amazing promise. So, you know, the wicked, they have but a very short time. We must remember that. And, uh, you know, I always think about they're just storing up more and heaping more coals of fire upon their head. And so, but what should we, should we fret? No, we should not fret. We shouldn't fret. We need to focus on the kingdom of God. We need to seek the kingdom of God. And of course, all these other things will be added unto us. But what are we to be? We are to be about our father's business. Because now is the time not not to be goofing around. Not to be, you know, what can I get from me, me, me. You know, we're not to be like the world. We are to be about our father's business. We are to be proclaiming Christ until he comes. Especially now for those people who do not know him. Um, guys, the tribulation is going to be horrific. I don't really think there is a, a word or a phrase in the English language that's going to be able to describe what that's going to be like. And, uh, I'll tell you one thing, you don't want to be here for that. So let's jump into some articles, shall we? So quickly, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm sorry guys that I've been away for a while, but Here's what I want to talk to you guys about. And this is going to tell you guys how depraved the world is. And that, you know, Satan does come to kill, steal, and to destroy. And here's one that will tell you. So Canada's disturbing glamorization of assisted suicide for healthy people. Folks, you can find this article at prophecynewswatch.com. And it's by Jonathan Van Maren. And uh, it was originally, it looks like, uh, bridgehead.ca. Ah, yes, folks. So the website, my website, BibleProphecyForToday.com is back up and running. Uh, sorry about that. little temporary glitch there in the system. <laughs> mm. But you know how things go. <laughs> you know. So anyway, let's, uh, let's jump into this one. So ProphecyNewsWatch.com. So, quote, Ken is full on embrace and glamorization of assisted suicide for physically healthy people is one of the most dire and consequential things happening in the Western world right now, Matt Walsh noted recently, and uh, it's not getting nearly as much attention as it should. Glamorization is no exaggeration. While international watchdogs, European governments, and even the steel-stomached press react in horror to the drip-drip of euthanasia horror stories coming out of Canada, including five veterans being proactively offered assisted suicide, the Justice Minister noting that assisted suicide uh, could be available to those who cannot ask for it and impoverished Canadians choosing lethal injections due to lack of resources. Canada's suicide activists and parliamentarians are forging forwards unapologetically. 
In fact, the Quebec-based clothes retailer Simons decided to join the fray with a video titled All is Beauty, or embedded in the video itself, The Most Beautiful Exit. The video tells the story of Jennifer Hatch of British Columbia, a 37-year-old with chronic pain from Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, who decided to die by assisted suicide on October 23rd. The video was posted to Simon's shopping website. It was intended to be an inspiration. Peter Simons, the chief merchant for the chain, stated that the video was an ambitious project. We really felt, after everything we've been through in the last two years and everyone's been through, maybe it would, uh, maybe it would resonate more to do a project that's less commercially oriented and more focused on inspiration and values that we hold dear. One of those values apparently is assisted suicide. The video is an overt glamorization of assisted suicide. Last breaths are sacred. Hatch says, everything says Hatch's beauty. The video flashes through images of her as a child of beautiful beaches and lush florists, a laughter with friends and floating bubbles. Her suicide too, she says, will be beautiful. You just have to be brave enough to see it. Mm, yes, folks. It is the same message as, quote, dying with dignity, end quote. To die with dignity, you must die sooner. To live bravely, bravely choose death. But suicide with a smile and soft music is still suicide. It is still self-extension. It is still death. But watching Hatch's video, you might be persuaded just for a moment. That is beautiful. Hatch's voice falls silent and the short film ends with a dedication for Jennifer, June 1985 to October 22nd or October 2022. Everything was beautiful. Just not beautiful enough to convince her to stay. Mm. This is glamorizing suicide. This is advertising self-extension as wonderful. It is not just a beautiful exit. Now, Hatch's video says it is the most beautiful exit. It is sending precisely the wrong message to those struggling and wondering if suicide might be their best option. As Dr. Jordan Peterson noted in response to Simon's video, quote, death romanticism is very attractive to depressed adolescents and very dangerous for that very reason, unquote. This is just one more example of filmmakers making suicide attractive from me before you to million dollar baby to breathe. We need more films that highlight the beauty of life, but not as an encouragement for people to kill themselves. The concluding message should not be that suicide is a beautiful exit. That conclusion should be a plea. Look around you. Please stay. Please don't go. That was originally published in The Bridgehead. So, folks, you know, it's a slippery slope. And uh, I still remember the child um, over there in the UK, I believe, that they, um, you know, the family didn't, did not want the baby, did not want their child to be unhooked from the machines they you know they didn't want that but they didn't get the choice right the judge made that decision for them over in the uk and so you see where this is all going and um very rapidly i might say because at first it was like oh you're you're in pain okay well you know let's do this assisted suicide if you want to do you hit the right and now it's gone to you know like i reported earlier uh this year oh you're poor well you know maybe you should just take yourself out of this world and save us the burden right Yes, society's burden. So, oh, you're older? Oh, but society's burden. We'll just, we'll just, you know, put you out of your misery. Or maybe it's out of our misery. They're looking at it, right? So, it's evil. It's wicked. It is demonic. But, it's, it is the end days. And you can, you can tell that things are getting a lot darker, a lot faster, more wicked, very evil, 
And uh, I, I read the news and we have, you know, everybody's got a news app or Fox News or something or other, right? Everybody, everybody's getting these news in it. You know, just the killing, the murders just, just are on an increase of like I've never seen before. And not just like, you know, I caught him with my wife. So, you know what I mean? Not like that kind of murder. Just like senseless murders. Senseless. Not self-defense. Not uh, anger because, you know, hey, you know, my wife was, whatever. Nothing like that. No, no, these are just senseless. Just straight up senseless murders. It's just depravity. And it's only going to get worse. What did what did the Bible tell us? It's gonna, I think it was in Peter. It's going to wax worse and worse until Christ comes back. So, you know, that was that was probably one of the more disturbing articles that I have read. And uh, they're just going to increase it. And just Can you imagine a clothing company putting that commercial on there? Oh, look how beautiful this is that you could, it's, mm, you know, mm. I'm sure you guys are thinking of words for that, too. Here's another one. This is at Faithwire. Account closed, banks and businesses cancel Christians. I mean... You knew this day was coming, right? It's already been coming for a while. Uh, I think it's only going to get more and more pronounced as uh, the closer we get to the digital currency, the, um, you know, what's your uh, social score, your credit score, and all of this good stuff. And, you know, it's only going to get worse and worse, right? And here we have, I bet you guys couldn't come up with a bank name, could you? Five, four, yep, J.P. Morgan. Chase Bank, you got it. Yeah. So, when the National Committee for Religious Freedom, headed by former U.S. Senator and Religious Freedom Ambassador Sam Brownback, needed a bank account, they went to J.P. Morgan Chase. After only a few weeks, they learned their account had been closed. What? No. Yeah. You can find this article at faithwire.com. Faithwire.com. Multi-faith charity has its account closed. Why? I went in to make a deposit at a branch here in Kansas about three or four weeks after we'd opened up the account, Brownback told us. And the teller there said, that account's been closed. And I go, what? And they said, that account's been closed. Your funds will be sent to you in a couple of weeks. And then later they came back and said, well, if you'll disclose who gives more than 10% of your funds to you and your criteria for supporting candidates as a 501c4, we'll consider reopening your account or reopening up the account. They said, uh, Brownback says he received an apology letter, but still doesn't know why the bank made the decision. Quote, we want some real answers as to why this happened, Brownback said. And normally what I found is that most people just kind of slink away and say, okay, I got debanked or I got deplatformed. I'll go do something else or I'll find another way. And we thought that's the very reason we exist, the National Committee for Religious Freedom. So you can have a free exercise, which includes public or private and should include your commercial transactions too. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank said this was not religious or political discrimination. CPN News uh, contacted J.P. Morgan Chase about the incident and they assured us that we would never discontinue a relationship because of religious or political affiliation. We didn't with this client. We're not proud of how we handled communicating with this client about what we needed from them uh -huh, and have ver apologized verbally and in writing. Really? They're not proud of that. Uh, about what we needed from What did they need from them? Where their money was coming from? Where who was supporting them? Like what? That's none of their business anyway, but hey, just moving right along. Wondering whether it's discrimination, the National Committee for Religious Freedom has set up a website called Chased Away. 
<laughs> I love it. The group is encouraging people of faith to come forward if they've been denied service by a company or a bank. Yes, folks, go check that out. But yeah, and so and while J.P. Morgan Chase didn't give us a reason for the account closure either, they did say we are required by anti-mundering money laundering laws to conduct customer due diligence. Do you think they do that with the Democratic Party? Do you think George Soros? Do you think with any other? No, no. I can guarantee you no. So needed in quote woke corporate boardrooms, people of faith. Yes, folks. And U.S. banking laws that cover up for discrimination. So much is going on. So if you're in places like that, I, you know, I will add to that. God has placed you where he has placed you and he has put you where he wants you to be, to serve him, to glorify Christ. And so think about it. Wherever you are, God has put you there. You know, and I thought about that today and I, you know, where I work, um, I had, a, there's a pastor that comes and they usually help homeless people and stuff like that get tickets and whatever to get them to where they need to go or people who are stranded, you know, whatever. And he came in and he told me the other day, he goes, you know, God has you here. He's like, he goes, this is like a ministry for you. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I didn't really think about it that way. And I thought, wow, that's kind of neat. And so kids kind of wanted to tell you, so no matter if you're doing dishes, if you're sweeping floors, I don't care what you do. God has put you in that space, in this time right now for a reason, for a reason. He can use you where you're at. Let the Holy Spirit use you right now during these times to tell people about Jesus. Because, um. I'm telling you, there's not a lot of time left. Not a lot of time left. It's not about, maybe I should buy a bigger house or get a fancier car. Maybe I should just whatever. No. No, those days are over. You know, those days are gone. Um, you know, then what are we focusing on ourselves or should we be focusing on our kingdom? Like, I don't know about you, but I want to lay my treasures up in heaven. You know, where moth and rust cannot destroy, right? Um no, I mean, if you're looking for a house because you have a bigger family or in need for them, and that's, you know, that's okay. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm just saying these days, you know, we need to focus on the kingdom of God and not ourselves. And I'm guilty, too. I got to, you know, think about that, too. And I'm downsizing as we speak. So, um, which I have a one-bedroom apartment, so I'm just downloading, you know, down downsizing. So, some of my furniture, I'm going to donate and so just buy some smaller stuff, but, you know kind of streamline everything make it everything simple you know what i mean kind of simplify everything that's you know get the junk out i guess you could say so uh what else we have going on so there's a lot of headlines if you guys go to olivetreeviews.org olivetreeviews.org you can check them out jan markell has a wonderful website there uh she does have some books that she's um showcasing it's called the spirit of the antichrist the gathering cloud of deception volume one that is by jb hickson you can go into uh, the, her website and you can purchase these books they do have a store they also has as it was in the days of noah warnings from bible prophecy about the coming global storm and this is by it looks like almost said jeff kinley let me see yep jeff kinley so there you go and then of course they have spirit of the antichrist uh gathering clouds of deception volume two that is on there for sale as J.B. Hickson as well. Lots of good books on there. And you know, I cannot get away without telling you guys to go to getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. Gotta go and check out Pastor Billy Crone. 
tons and tons of information there. And you know where I haven't been to lately? I have not been to leohoman.com. I haven't checked him out for a while. I've been so busy, folks. You have no idea. I've literally come home, go to bed, get up and go to work, go home, go to bed. I mean, I have been exhausted. I haven't had time to do anything. So massive backlash. Why we don't do Disney? This is where the war on children starts right inside your own home. He's got a great article there. You can go check it out. LeoHoman.com. H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Yes, in smart cities worldwide being converted into open concentration camps, says ex-Silicon Valley engineer turned whistleblower. I was all the way back November 23rd of 2022. You can tell, guys, I have been slacking. Um, Almond Jobby is a native of India and an engineer who worked in Silicon Valley for 25 years, co-inventor of two cell phone camera apps. He immigrated to the United States in 1988 because he admired America's culture of liberty and ingenuity. Jabba now lives in Big Fork, Montana, and has become, in my opinion, one of the most important whistleblowers and voices of warning about the coming beast system. Yes, folks, the beast system. So let's let's discuss this article, shall we? Uh, you know, just a little bit. Because, uh, you know, got to know what's going on in the world, right? And so let me scroll on up here. See what we can talk about here. Well, it's a pretty good size article. I may hold this for, you know what? Tell you what. Coming tomorrow night, we'll talk about this article right here because it's pretty in-depth and i don't want to i don't want to shortcut it or anything like that it is called smart cities you can check it out legalhoma.com h-o-h-m-a-n-n.com if you would like to read that before i get to it tomorrow <laughs> so what else we have i usually go to technocracy.news as well haven't been there in a while technocracy.news see what we got going on there uh this looks like uh senator Rand paul on fauci we've caught him red-handed he won't get away. Folks, if only that was true. Do you think that could happen? If Anthony Fauci if Anthony Fauci had been unfortunate enough to be born in the early twentieth century Germany and did the things during World War II that he has done during his prison career, he would likely have ended up in the Nuremberg trials pleading for his life. Millions of lives have been negatively affected, including death, not to mention ripping the social fabric of America to shreds with unproven, unscientific policies like businesses and school lockdowns, face masks, etc. Folks, isn't that the truth? We may talk about that tomorrow as well. And we have San Francisco one-ups Dirty Harry with Come on, punk, make my day, killer robot. What? Desperate for solutions to stem the crime disaster of their own making, San Francisco turns to advanced technology for automated killing machines. Now that they have started down this road, they will find that there is no exit lane or a turnaround. The dystopia world they are creating always looks reasonable on the surface, but is deadly on the inside. We may talk about that uh, tomorrow as well, folks. A lot of stuff going on. Lots of things happening. We got food. We got pandemics. We've got all kinds of crazy with the vaccine, passports, boosters. And uh, if you guys have not gone to watch Dr. John Campbell on YouTube, Dr. John Campbell, he is from the UK. He is awesome. And you know what he's going to tell you? I'm going to tell you this right now. He just did the, he did a YouTube and is talking about the majority of the deaths uh, now from uh, COVID is from those who have been vaccinated. And that was coming from the United States' data. That's like the Washington Post and more stuff like that in the CDC themselves. So, yep, vaccinated and boosted. The folks that are boosted have a more chance of dying. And so, you know, 
doesn't surprise most of us, right? But we can go to Dr. John Campbell, check him out on YouTube, and geez, I'll tell you what, you'll want to follow him. But anyway, guys, with that, I think I'm going to get off here today. I just wanted to jump on really quick to let you guys know, hey, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm so sorry. Um, I have not had time to get um, a podcast up. Believe me, I've been exhausted, but I've been, I've been, you know, I've been trying and trying. And then tonight, I finally only had to work a six-hour shift. I'm like, we're going to do it. Okay, guys. So with that, I'm going to get off of here. And uh, as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Father God, I ask that you would bless each and every one of those that are listening to this program tonight. Or whenever they may be listening to this, Lord, I ask that you would give them boldness to preach and speak your word, Father God. And I would pray that, God, that you would provide for each and every one of them and comfort them, Lord. And that your word says that we are not given a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and of a sound mind. And Father God, if they do not know you as their Lord and Savior, if they do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Father God, I pray that today is the day of their salvation. And Father God, I thank you for everything that you've done for each and every one of us. And I ask you all these things in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen.